Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 132nd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today we start off with a pretty nice holding, Ace-10 suited with 300 big blinds, so incredibly deep stacked. We are very early in the tournament. I open to 300 and a guy on the button who I do not know re-raises to 1,025. So now the question becomes, should I call or should I 4-bet? And I think this hand is going to play very nicely as a call. I don't think there's any actual reason to 4-bet this. If I 4-bet and my opponent calls, I am very likely behind. If I 4-bet and he folds, I probably had him crushed. So really, there's just no purpose in 4-betting. I'm going to be calling the vast majority of the time our hand flops well enough. So the flop comes queen 10-4. I'm certainly going to be checking this flop. This is a situation where I'm checking the vast majority of hands to the preflop raiser. I don't think there's a whole lot of reasons not to check to the preflop raiser here. If I lead and my opponent calls, I could easily be crushed. If I lead and he raises, I could easily be crushed. If I lead and he folds, well, he was probably drawing almost dead. So not a whole lot goes right whenever I lead. Of course, he could call with ace-king and ace-jack if I lead or king-jack, but I am happy enough to just check, let him bluff with some of his garbage hands, let him bet with some of his ace-jacks, and... Play this hand cautiously. So it goes check-check. When it goes check-check on the flop, I think very often I'm going to be against a hand like ace-king, maybe ace-jack, some tens, and some garbage. I think most people are betting with their draws on the flop, both straights and flush draws. I, I think that that's going to be the case the majority of the time. So when it goes... When he check-checks the flop, I can discount a lot of king-jacks and flush draws on the flop. So I, I'm generally going to be against a marginal made hand or a bad draw, perhaps like ace-king or ace-jack, whenever I check the turn and he bets. However, I do beat a lot of the marginal made hands, a lot of the tens. I do lose to any queen and also any jack. So in this scenario, perhaps... Well, I think really the only play is to call. I could also value bet the turn if I feel like it, but I think checking is usually best. I would definitely bet the river if it went check-check on the turn. Here the club comes in on the river. I don't really have to fear the club. I check. If my opponent value bets the river or bets the river, I am very frequently going to call, I think. I think it's pretty likely that if he bets again on the river, he's going to have a lot of either very good made hands, but I think a lot of the good made hands bet the flop, or a lot of garbage. And I'm a little bit surprised to see that my opponent actually did not value bet this river, although I don't mind his check. Notice here he did three bet with queen six suited preflop, right? That's a hand that you definitely don't expect to see too often. <laughs> so when you do see a hand like queen six suited, you should definitely take that into account. But I like his flop check. I like his turn bet. I think my opponent could realistically expect me to bet a lot of my draws on the turn, and then bet again on the river. So when I check the turn and check call, I very it's very unlikely for me to have a draw. So this is, I think, a spot for my opponent to go for a thin value bet, unless he's very convinced that I'm going to be check-raising a lot. If you think your opponent's going to check-raise you a lot on the turn or the river, you usually want to be opting to check behind with your marginal made hands. So perhaps my opponent did fear the check-raise, especially on this river that could easily be good for me, at least in his eyes. So a lot of amateur players look at this situation and think, what could I have done differently to win this pot? And then they proceed to do that next time. So it's very clear that this thought process is not good. 
Because what could I have done to win this to win this pot? Well, I could have open shoved preflop for three hundred big blinds, right? I could have done that. I could have shoved Alvarez four bet for three hundred big blinds. I could have three bet to forty big blinds over his three bet. But again, all these plays are not good, right? So in this scenario, think about realistic things I could have done that I, that would have actually won me this pot. I could have four bet preflop, but that's not good for the reasons I said. Previously, he's going to call you with a lot of better hands, and you're not really going to know where you are after the flop at all, and you're going to be out of position. So that's out of the question. And then once he makes top pair, well, he's not folding. I'm losing this hand. And I actually look at this scenario and think that this hand went about as well as it possibly could because notice that I only lost 2,300 chips, 23 big blinds, in a three-bet pot where I flopped a decently strong made hand. So even though this looks like it went quite poorly, I think it's not so bad. On the river, I'm trying to think if I would have called if my opponent bet. And I I really don't know what the right answer to that is. There are spots like this where you have very marginal made hands, and usually it's just a factor of how much or how often is your opponent bluffing. And the thing is, is that we don't know if this guy had jack six suited instead of queen six suited or king six suited instead of queen six suited, if he would have bet the flop or not. And because of that, we don't really know what his range looks like very clearly on the river. So, I mean, this is the hard, the hard thing about playing against loose, aggressive players. They will put you in tough spots, and your their range will often be very muddled, meaning you don't really have a good idea of where you stand. And that's okay. As long as you keep your range strong, especially when you're checking, you will often get the best of these players in the long run, or at least make it to where they can't blindly run you over. The thing a lot of amateur players do wrong against these aggressive players is they check raise every time they have a good hand and check call every time they have a marginal hand or a weakish hand. And when they check raise, their opponents just get off the hook. And when their opponents don't check raise, well, they know you don't have a great hand, so they can just blast away. So make sure against maniacs and generally very loose, aggressive players that you play a lot of your hands very slowly. It may feel kind of weak, but it's not actually weak because you know quite often you don't plan on folding. And here I probably would have paid off another 3,000 bet. So even though it looks like we lost this hand and maybe we played the hand poorly because... The guy got to see a flop with his queen six suited. That's perfectly fine. And you have to be happy with that. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you enjoyed this podcast, definitely check out my blog over at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash blog. I post a new educational poker blog every week there. And a lot of people enjoy it. So if you like this podcast, I imagine you'll like it too. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And I'll be back next week with another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.